Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? I'm Marla Goldberg, your host today for Guided Spirit Conversations podcast. The great sages for the millennia have taught that the answers to healing, spiritual evolution, elevation of consciousness, and living a happy and fulfilled life are inside of us. But where exactly are they and how do you work with them? Our guest today, Jonathan Goldman, can answer those questions for you. In his four decades of working with energy medicine, first as an acupuncturist and then as the developer of transformational energy healing, he has mapped the multi-layered human energy vehicle or HEV. Goldman has uniquely described where and how thought forms, emotions, energetic material, beliefs, and spiritual qualities live and operate in the multiple energy level layers that are within and around the human body. This has allowed him to create a form of healing which goes beyond and enhances psychotherapy, allopathic medicine, and alternative healing modalities. What defines the uniqueness of Goldman's work is identifying the specific characteristics, personal and transpersonal, that live in the various chakras where they interface with the five energy layers. He teaches, for example, where the actual vibrations of universal light compassion, calm, forgiveness, and faith live inside you and how to access and utilize them in your life, your work, and your relationships. The chakra map that he discovered is a core feature of his inspiring and illuminating book, The Gift of the Body, a multidimensional guide to energy, anatomy, grounded spirituality, and living through the heart. His work can open the way for an entirely new internal paradigm that activates living from your heart. This extraordinary knowledge has come to Goldman through a fascinating journey that has led him to become one of the first practitioners of acupuncture in the United States, to the depth of the Amazon rainforest of Brazil, and to teaching and guiding people in their spiritual transformation all over the world. He is the founder of Essential Light Institute, which is dedicated to teaching the arts of self-transformation and energy healing through direct relationship with the living force of light. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. It's a total pleasure to be with you, Marla. I'm so happy to have you here. So as always, I love to start at the beginning. Were you spiritual when you were younger? And if not, what was the catalyst that started you on your spiritual journey? You know, looking back, I can say that I was spiritual. I wasn't explicitly spiritual. I, I was uh, religious in the sense that I, I was raised Jewish. And uh, I had a very powerful, uh, intuitive connection with the essence of that. It wasn't conscious. You know, I was involved in the social justice level, so to speak. Uh, looking back... I see the, the, the places. I see where I prayed. I didn't pray, oh, Lord. I, but I'll give you an example. Eight years old, I'm standing on the front porch, the front lawn of my uh, 
my suburban home under an apple tree. And we had this apple tree that had these little green apples. They were about this big. And uh, in about 20 feet away was a, a telephone pole. And I was pretending that I was a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. This was 1958. And I'm throwing the apples at the tree, trying to uh, imagine that I was uh, a pitcher. And all of a sudden, I had an epiphany. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, by grace, the world, my world, my consciousness stopped and everything was silent. I'm eight years old. And I suddenly had a, a feeling, a sense, and an understanding of the basic energy of my life, my suburban 1958 post-war Jewish middle-class life with all the expectations that were on me because I was the firstborn uh, cousin, I was the firstborn in my family. All of a sudden, I have that feeling at eight years old. I didn't even give it words. And the essential quality of it was boredom. Oh, that's interesting. Boredom. I saw, like, laid out before me <laughs> that my life just went the way it was supposed to go. I was going to be bored for the whole rest of my life. And so I made a prayer, but the prayer wasn't, oh, Lord, but the prayer came outside of me, don't let me be bored. Which is an eight-year-old way of thinking, right? And I can honestly say, that there have been moments in my life when I wish I was a little more bored. Uh, but that's just an example. So that was a totally spiritual moment, but not a moment that I classified at that time. Huh? So flash forward, flash forward, flash forward. I went to college in at the University of Michigan in the late 60s. Uh, I was part of that milieu. I was very involved in the anti-war movement. I was very involved in the pretty extreme leftist aspect of that time in the counterculture, uh, all of the beginning of so many things of the, the the Black Power Movement and the Women's Movement and the Gay Liberation Movement and all of this stuff I was very involved in that level. At the same time, for me, it was all about love. My motivation was seeing how uh, little love was being expressed in the world and how much conflict and how much uh, all that other stuff, right? How much hate, how much conflict, how Control, much... Control, power, power all, mongering. All that stuff. So one day uh, I was walking on, onto the porch of a friend of mine who had just come back from China in one of the first trips that Americans took into China it was actually a secret trip because it wasn't officially open yet. And I wanted to get the skinny. I wanted to find out like, dude, what, 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 tell me about China. So I'm walking up his porch because his father was a professor at the college. And I walk in the front door was open and I, I'm standing there and I see him sticking a needle in his father's elbow at that moment when I walked up. I didn't even know that, I didn't know what acupuncture was. I see him sticking a needle in his father's elbow and a voice says to me, you're gonna do that. Goosebumps. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? So five years later, I was living in Boston and I managed through, through, right? Through Grace to find a, 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 a school in England there were no schools in the United States. There were no schools in this whole hemisphere at that time. It's 1975. I went to England. 
it's a whole nother story of guidance and and grace and coincidence and coincidence. And I started studying acupuncture. And I opened an acupuncture practice in Boston in 1976. Practiced that for a lot because there weren't anybody, anybody around. So the fact that I actually didn't know what I was doing, didn't have any, there was no comparison. So I, I learned on the job and I became a good acupuncturist. I was never, I wasn't the greatest acupuncturist that ever lived, but I was good. I got bored, 1987, 1986. And you can't do healing work bored. And so I thought, well, the only other thing I know how to do is drive a truck. At that point, a man who was, had been my psychotherapist, who was Brazilian, said to me, we're going to go to Brazil. We're going to go to a spiritual community in the mountains of Brazil in this little tiny village. They do a particular kind of spiritual healing work. And in a month, we'll do the equivalent of 10 years of psychotherapy and 10 years of meditation in a month. What do you think? And I said, sounds like a good deal. Let's go. But again, I didn't know what I was getting into. The central practice of this community still is a, a ceremonial form, the central practice of which is the drinking of a tea, which most people now call ayahuasca. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but nobody knew what that was. I didn't know what that was. I know that they sang a bunch of songs and they did this work. I met myself. I met my deepest self. I met my deepest pain. I met my trauma. I met my my higher self, and I met a spiritual healing channel that I didn't even know I had that got unzipped. was like back here. Somebody went like zip, opened me up, and I started hearing voices. I, energy started pouring through my hands. I started... Uh, I'd be meditating and, and it was uh, be like that movie, The Exorcist. I'd be thrown around and rolled around because I was being uh, worked. I was like getting astral massage to open me up and make me available to energies that wanted to work through me and teach me, which they then proceed, proceeded to do from that time in February 1988 to today. Wow. That's powerful. So how much ayahuasca did you, I know this is sort of getting off, but did you have to do it a number of times to be able to get to this place? I still do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ended up, and okay, and I was very independent. I was, an, you know, an, an American, blah, 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 and I didn't think I needed a spiritual path. I didn't even, I thought path was for path people. I didn't know what it was. I ended up, the year, a year and a half later, with that same man, whose name was Jose Rosa, who had uh, had uh, contracted pancreatic cancer and had been healed, cured through this same spiritual work. And he called me one day and he said, we're going to the middle of the jungle. I'm going to the middle of the jungle. Are you coming with me? I said, absolutely not. No way. Six weeks later, we were on a canoe headed into the jungle where I met a whole other thing. I met the, the essential power of nature that has no explanation. I can, there was, I can tell you stories for hours, things that happened to me that I still, I can't explain them. And I realized, oh wait, I've been called to this spiritual path that is centered literally in the middle of the Amazon forest, 8,000 miles away from my house. Wow. And to this day, then, 
I practice that. My wife and I are the leaders of a spiritual community here centered in our land, in our, in our forest, where we do that same kind of ceremony and that same kind of healing work with people who come from all over to join us to do it. And that's the Essential Light Institute? Essential Light Institute is also another thing. That's the Light Institute because from this spiritual channel opening, I started getting this information so here's, I'll tell you another brief story. Uh, I, a woman is lying on my healing table. I have my hand about a foot and a half above her. So I'm just hanging it there. I don't really know what's going on, except that I kept getting guided. Okay, put your hand here, put your hand here, put your hand here. So I have my hand there and I hear a voice that says, I don't know who I am anymore. It didn't happen to be a time in my life when I, that was true for me. I've had other times, you know. That didn't. So I thought, wait, I don't think that's for me. So I said to the woman, let me tell you what I heard now. I heard I don't know who I am anymore. She starts crying. Oh, my God, that's exactly what's going on. My, my, uh, I lost my job. My relationship fell apart. She was exactly at that moment that we call the midlife crisis. So her identity was, was morphing. So I thought, huh? And I wrote it down. Over the next 15 years, that happened in every chakra, in every layer of the chakra, telling me what quality was contained, is contained, lives in that exactly discrete place. So that was the first step. There were a hundred more steps. It took me 12 years to realize that it was a thing. I was just thought it was random information. And then I realized, whoa, this is a thing. This is a view. This is a map. Wow. So I started writing it down, teaching it, and that became the book. And then that became the Essential Light Institute, which is a holding place for that information and that healing work that came out of all that. Wow. That's that's powerful. So now you're, you've got this map that you developed. The book is the, I mentioned the book, it is the gift of the body. Mm-hmm. Is this correct? Is this is, and then you've got a, a byline that says, I'm trying to find it here. A multidimensional guide to energy, anatomy, grounded spirituality, and living through the heart. What is grounded spirituality to you? Grounded spirituality, first of all, doesn't have necessarily have anything to do with religion. Right? There's a number of people today who identify themselves as spiritual but not religious. Why is that? Because religion should be a holding space for the experience of spirituality. That's what it's supposed to be. But it becomes uh, dedicated to institution and ideology and, and fantasy and conspiracy theories. And so people reject it because what they want, what we want, is an authentic experience in our bodies, in, in this life of something that is us, but also beyond our normal understanding of us, right? I want to know myself, my deepest self underneath my, my who is Jonathan, all the Jonathan things. There's, there's a me. So true spirituality is that quest and that realization. Oh, wait. I, this is who I am, right? And then there are layers and layers and layers. So grounded spirituality means 
in this body through the 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 uh, really becoming incarnated, fully incarnated, which means stepping into this vehicle, into this house that I live in, inhabiting it, and exploring the multi-layered, multi-dimensional, multi-qualitied aspect of who I already am. So, if that brings me to a to a religion, to a spiritual path, I have a spiritual path. Okay. But it's absolutely not necessary. What's useful is to have other people doing it with you. Yes. Right? That's true. Yeah. Doing things in groups, doing, you know, circles and things is useful. So that's what I mean. Grounded spirituality is, and it's real. We don't need fancy woo-woo explanations. The experience, the vibrational experience of light that one can have by simple techniques that, that I teach, that other people teach too, but I teach a particular way, that experience, that vibrational experience in awareness, that's real. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like when I referred, I said, well, I wasn't a explicitly spiritual kid, but I was feeling vibration all the time. Right? You were very sensitive. You were very, you were unknowingly open. That's right. All right, let's hang on for a second. We're going to be right back. We're going to be taking our first break, and we'll be back with Jonathan Goldman. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in, I'm speaking with Jonathan Goldman. And Jonathan is the author of The Gift of the Body, A Multidimensional Guide to Energy, Anatomy, Grounded Spirituality, and Living Through the Heart. He also is the founder of the Essential Light Institute in Oregon. And welcome back, Jonathan. Thanks. 
I wanted to abbreviate the, the bio so we can get into some more of these great questions because it's so fascinating. You know, your, your journey and how you got it and the yurt and, and the ceremonial uh, space you have in your force that's nearby, which is it's so intriguing to me. But uh, so I have a question for you from James. He asks, as an energy healer already, is your book just another layer of expertise? Is it just another layer? I don't, I'm not as as opposed to what? <laughs> uh, it, it's a perspective. Here's what I tell people when I teach them. I said, put on my goggles. Let's put on these goggles together, right? A filter. And here's my filter. Here's what the way that I look at when I look at a person. When I look at myself, I look. I, I see their aura. I see the chakras. And here's what I see. So, right, the first thing in my book, the first uh, in the, the first pages is a poem uh, called the, the Six Blind Men and the Elephant. And uh, it's a famous poem. It's a, and it's a it's a it's a story about blind men feeling an elephant and each one feels it and each one because they're blind. The one feels the tail and says, oh, it's a. It's a brush, and one feels the leg and says, "Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a tree." And the other feels the the, the trunk and says, "Oh, it's a snake." All right. So everybody has their own take. The question is, what take helps you enter into vibrational energetic relationship as a as a healer? Right. So the person's a healer. What is a healer? A healer is someone that enters into vibrational relationship with a person. And with the spirit world, with light, and becomes a bridge, becomes a conscious bridge between spirit and matter. That's what a healer is. And so a healer can be in any venue, right? You, Marla, you're a healer. You're bringing light to bear on earth so that people can wake up and be healthy and happy. You can be a lawyer. You can be parents. I have parents and 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 lawyers and doctors and of course and and people who do explicit healing work but a healer is someone who is a conscious bridge between spirit and matter so what i'm saying is okay look through my eyes and see if that helps you be a more efficient conscious useful successful bridge and everybody has and you know there are different the, the the person who wrote the introduction to my book the, is Don Eden, right? Don mm-hmm. Eden is an incredible healer and a teacher and a marvelous, marvelous human being. Yes. He has her own take. It's a little different. It appeals to people who, who want to work a different way than the way I work. You know, John Lennon said, whatever gets you through the night, it's all right. <laughs> right? So right. that's my answer. Well, I think it's a great answer. I want to go back to your book, if you don't mind. Um, what is, why the title, The Gift of the Body? Because I am among a large group of people who earlier in my life, what I would have said about being in a body is, when does the parole board meet so that I can get out of this prison? That was pretty much my my attitude because this body was full filled with pain anguish trauma 
blah, 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 right? For years and years and years. I, when I was 24 years old, I was working in an alcoholic detox. It was my first real job. I was in Boston. And I was 24 years old. And from the outside, I was a healthy person. I used to have to do yoga for an hour and a half in the morning to be able to walk, right? Wow. Because I was a, I am, I'm a medium, and I'm a particular kind of medium, and my body was like a sponge that had absorbed dirty water. So you're an empath. Well, I was, I was, I was, I, was an, an, I am an empath, but I've learned how to work with it, right? Right. But I didn't know anything. All I knew was, you know, and then I would do things to try to make myself feel better, like smoke dope, which, which made it worse. And so for me, the, being in a body was, wasn't a gift. It was a, a torture. Then I started to realize as I started to clean myself and as I opened my spiritual channel and as I started to have the experience of actually being happily alive. Wow. And I realized, wait, this is a gift. This isn't a, this isn't a torture. This isn't a punishment. This is the greatest gift in the universe to have this body, these, this vehicle, through which I am learning so much. Every minute I'm learning through the experience of vibration, through the experience of, of sensation, through the experience of having a mind and a body and the conversation we're having. And what an incredible gift. So I wanted to make that point from the get. I, I, my way is not to transcend the body and leave the body and pretend that it isn't there and just wish it would go away. My way is to enter into it, but centered in the heart mm -hmm. is the place that holds the personal and the transpersonal and through the heart to experience all the different layers. And so it becomes rather than waiting for the parole board to meet, I feel like I'm in, I'm in the, the greatest, uh, college class that I've ever been in. And it's a great way to look at it because there are many people who have physical ailments from, I mean, very young ages. And this is such a refreshing way of, of presenting it yeah. and knowing that there's a way of not, not fighting the pain and what you're experiencing, but a way to heal it. So your experience is a good experience. And we're brought on here to in this earth, in my opinion, so that we have the divine, beautiful life that we're meant to have. We just have to learn a lot to get to that beautiful life. That's right. That's right. We have to, we have to go, you know, preschool, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, right? And yeah. we learn it. And the grounding part is, let's be where we are for real. So what is your lesson? What is my lesson? What am I learning, really? What's the central lesson of this life? Now let's learn it. Let's accept it. Stop fighting it. Everybody's got their lesson. Everybody's got their curriculum, right? Like you walk into the school board, the school room, and they hand you the curriculum. Here's yeah. your Let's learn. Well, would you call your curriculum your curriculum your contract? Because aren't all these things would you agree to take on before coming down here, so that you could take this on, so you could learn how to get out of it? It's yeah. almost like one of those. Um, those contests where you have to like get through the jungle and, and survive on the other side, you know, and learn all the ways to survive in the meantime. 
Right? Like those, those TV shows where they drop someone on an island and right? here you are survive. <laughs> I mean, that's what it, that's what came to my vision when you were talking, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. I think, and and we do. Now, look. Here's what I don't do. I'm not. I I would never say to anyone. Uh, I don't have an interpretation of people's pain of people's path. What I teach is here are some tools, internal tools. Let's build an internal structure, a vibrational structure. And what I do is uh, I have a, a a course actually, which is an in I, I did last uh, September, October, November. It's an online course. It's a 10 session course that takes a person from the bottom, building from the bottom, from the grounding, from the first chakra, through the heart to the place of light to construct an internal vibrational structure from which to then accept and work with whatever your lesson is, whatever your curriculum is, whatever your challenges are. Because just to, to what, what I don't want to do, I don't want to roll around in my pain. Right. I want to roll around in it. It's not fun. I want to hold it in the space of compassion so that it can be transformed. You see? So it's not, not to indulge it and, and, and live it, but I have it. So how am I going to work with it? So I find a place underneath that, which is in my heart, that is completely neutral, where there is no pain. Every human, every human has deep within my heart, your heart, everybody's heart, the place of absolute perfection and peace. So true. Everybody, everybody has it. So let's find that. Let's create a structure internally, an inner yoga. I call it it's Kriya Yoga from which to access that place, mm -hmm. which is access through humility. And then let's step forward into the space of compassion, which lives right in front of your heart. Literally, it's a space right in front of the heart. Let's hold that for oneself, for one's family, in one's work. Then Even one's life, right? Compassion for others that might yeah. not be in your family. Absolutely. It's the key. And it's the key to energetic protection also. That thing you said about being an empath, right? You pick up right. energy. The sponge that you become. Sponge. So let's squeeze out the sponge and then step into the space of compassion, which is right here where I'm showing you with my hands. That's where compassion lives for real, not metaphorically. Let's align that in our meditation, in our prayer, and then... Let's walk through the world that way, holding compassion for everybody, everything, for the people you like, the people you don't like, the people you agree with, the people you don't agree with, especially people you don't agree with. Right. Let's hold space of compassion. Then we are pioneers in the heart. Oh, I love that, pioneers of the heart. We have a question. When are you teaching your course again? Uh, here's the, the, the next course I'm teaching is a three-part course. May 20th, 27th, and I guess then it's October 3rd uh, on a Thursdays. We call it Thursdays with Jonathan. Uh, it's a three-part course. The first session is uh, about uh, anxiety and depression. The second is tra healing trauma. 
And the third then is questions and from people about that. And at the end of each uh, session, the session an hour and a half, last half hour, I, I instituted a new thing, which is for me a really cool thing, which is a group healing, a group vibrational light oh. healing, which I started uh, a month ago because I had this idea. I thought, well, why don't we bring this healing to more people? And I went into, I was in a ceremony, I was praying, and I, I asked my guide, I said, is this okay? And I thought I'd get a yes or no. And what I got was, well, if you want to do it, we'll show up. So I want to do it. And they showed up. <laughs> there you go. So that's the 20th. The other thing is this course uh, that I'm talking about is, on, is in our uh, website, essentiallight.org, essentiallight.org, essential light, one word, two L's in the middle, essentiallight.org. This 10-week course is there. And at the end of this year, I'm going to start a one-year course called the Living Through the Heart Process, which is going to be a combination of uh, in-person workshops. We're reopening. We're going to do them here. Okay. Very beautiful facility. And also online classes. So we're going to combine so we can... Uh, have the the intimacy of being together and doing exercises together and then also the the convenience of that so that's going to start the end of this year beginning of next year oh that sounds amazing so we've got a couple minutes before break so i just want to ask in the back of your book it says your human energy vehicle is a mobile schoolroom gift of body is an experiment experiential practical transformational textbook for the adventure school of your life. There's a lot contained in that description. Can we sort of encapsulize it for two and a half minutes? Look, this is an adventure school, right? We are, here's what I say. We come in in this like we are blind amnesiacs, right? (laughs) We're blind amnesiacs. We're we're going around like, like, wait a minute, where am I, right? We wake up in a body and we're like, and you know, the, in the, the Jewish tradition, the ancient Jewish tradition, they say that, that this, this little, the, 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 the dent on your nose. Yeah. You know, there's the dent on your nose, but they say is when, when you, when you're going to get incarnated, the angel taps you there and that's why you forget. (laughs) (laughs) So we forget. We do forget. All right. So we're these blind amnesiacs. And so we go through, the adventure of our life, the question is, what's going to guide us? So in our culture, we're, we're taught, be guided by what other people think of, of you. Be guided by your, your social uh, status. Be guided by, by your family, what do you think, be, what, what the culture thinks of you. What if you're guided? What if we have a guide an infallible guide centered in our heart, which is our intuition, which we do. We do. Activated, grounded intuition is an absolute infallible guide to guiding through that blind amnesia until as we're remembering and learning to see. That's so true. Jonathan, we're going to hang on here. We're going to go on our break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned with more of Jonathan Goldman. Thank you. 
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in, I'm with Jonathan Goldman. I'm sorry, I was going to call you Goldberg because I'm a Goldberg. It's Jonathan Goldman. Jonathan is the author of The Gift of the Body. A multi-dimensional guide to energy, anatomy, grounded spirituality, and living through the heart. Jonathan was also one of the, should I say, co-founders of Essential Light Institute. Because if I'm if I'm remembering, it was you and your wife that founded this. It was actually me and a, and a, a, my my partner assistant. One name. Uh, okay, my, I am my, corrected. I founded everything else about our life. <laughs> <laughs> and so. So welcome back, Jonathan. And we're going to go jump straight into charity shout out time, which is Doctors Without Borders. So let's talk about your passion for Doctors Without Borders and why people should support them. Well, Doctors Without Borders, these are people of astounding courage and dedication. You know, I mean, so for, okay, first of all, they're bringing medical care. Super needed. But what they're bringing is compassion and charity, which is a vibration, right? So there's, yes. there's, of course, there's a practical level. They go into a place where there's war, where there's famine, where there's difficulty and do stuff to help. Yes. Okay. And, but, and they're bringing this, this vibration. Why are they doing it? Because, you know, they, their, their propaganda, they don't talk about the spiritual stuff and they may not even be conscious of it. But from my point of view, that's what they're doing. They're bringing the spiritual vibration of charity and compassion into places that are the mo- the, the greatest example of the challenge to those things. You know, I do. So I think they deserve a huge, you know, honor and money. 
<laughs> and they then they're like I shared with you, they're in my in my donation circle, you know. So as I'm giving out my charities, they're one of them because I just found it to be so selfless to because they don't get paid for this. They take their their medical uh, background, they take their supplies, and they go and help those who can't help themselves or who don't have the technology to get helped in the way they might need to be helped. Look, from my point of view, that vibration of compassion that they operate in is the most vital thing that is needed on earth now. It's true. Conscious compassion. I so agree with you. Do you believe that, because I know we were talking about, you know, the last year and a half and how, we, I, I was saying how I feel the unknown is really what brought up a lot of mental health issues and you were sharing your perspective and I think this is also part of it, the compassion. Look, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. The, what is the, the, the essential quality of this past year? The essential quality is not knowing is what we were talking about at the break. Right. Not knowing, nobody knows. And the truth is nobody knows. Right? So I'm getting back to normal. First of all, the normal that was normal was not so awesome. Uh, and now we're going to get back to a normal. No, there is no such thing now. And that desperation that people feel to know, to know, to know, because I, I because my emphasis, my, um, my perspective has been outside. That's what I said earlier, right? Who am I? So who I, I know who I am by what I do and the reflection I get from what I do from people who see what I do and they like it or they don't like it or whatever. I'm not doing. And most people are not doing in the same way as we have. So we've been disconnected from the usual ways we know ourselves so that not knowing, which as you can see where my hands are, my not knowing comes from my comfort with not knowing, I'm very comfortable with not knowing because I'm centered in my heart and the heart knows what, knows that everything is okay on some level. Faith tells me that everything is working out somehow, even though I don't see it. And I know where I'm, my home is, my home is here. So I'm okay with not knowing. And that desperation, not knowing leads to all kinds of stuff. It's what's responsible from my point of view of this, this overlay of conspiracy theories and, and explanations and this one knows this and this one. Nobody knows. Those are all cartoons. So people latch onto cartoons because we can't sit with not knowing. So when I'm not in that space of not knowing, I'm in the space of compassion. When I'm in the space of compassion, I'm holding everything in that neutral space of total possibility. Hence, my support for Docs Without Borders because that's what they're doing. They don't know when they go into Syria. They don't even know if they're gonna survive. Right. They and they don't. don't know what the effect is gonna be. They just know that people need hope. It's so true. And with compassion is love. And love comes, I mean, it's all in the same area. That's right. Exactly. You know, compassionate beings or doings are love-filled. That's right. 
You, you can't give compassionately without having, love, without having love behind it. You can't have hate behind compassion. There's no such thing as hateful compassion. That's right. And look, here's what I would make a distinction, if you'll let me. Absolutely. Uh, between compassion and empathy. Yes. They are not the same thing. No. Empathy is a human-generated mechanism of being able to touch into someone else's energy field and know what's going on with them and be able to uh, have uh, empathy for them, to be able to join them in that sensation of what's going on with them so we can be helpful. And you can see the result of people who don't have empathy, right? We had a whole... uh, group of people running this country who had no empathy for anything. Right. Right. So, but it's human generated. And the result of empathy is you make a link with another person and you end up absorbing their energies that they're discharging. Yes. So empathy leads to burnout. Empathy is meant to be like a Geiger counter or a, a, an information gatherer, but the base of healing is compassion compassion so there are three energies sympathy sympathy says i'm going to do it for you empathy says i'm going to do it with you compassion says i'm going to hold the space for you to do it for yourself because i know you're going to make it completely different compassion does not lead to burnout compassion can lead to to uh being tired i work all the time and i get tired but i don't get burned out because compassion is a universal force that is renewed from the universal source. Empathy is a human source, and so you get it gets exhausted. I love that explanation, and I think it's so true. It's so, and it is yes. And you're right. We were we were we've been guided by a lack of empathy for the last how many years? I'm not even going to get into the last four. I'm just going to say in general, how many? There's a way of, of uh, putting the mind in charge of everything. You know? So empathy, but empathy for healers and for people who are very sensitive to understand that, that distinction and be able to, to choose to center myself in this space in front of my heart consciously. So when I do healing work, I step in the space of compassion. I'm holding the space of compassion. And people, of course, I'm, my work, your work, other people's work, people come in lots of pain and lots of confusion. And lots of Empathy says, oh, I, I want to help them, make them better. Comp- compassion says, I'll do what I can. And I know you're going to be okay somehow, someday. Well, you know, what my perspective of an energy healer is, is that we come in to do what we can do. And it's their responsibility to do their part of it. Like we do what we know how to do to help them. But it's a team. It's not we're not doing it for them. We're not healing them, you know, like mending a bone. But we're bringing whatever modality we're working with to that place to that to their being to help them, but they also have the responsibility, which I think they forget that there's a responsibility on their part as well to show up to do what they need to do for their healing as well. For sure. I was once in Brazil and, and a, uh, my teacher, 
it's a, a longer story, but uh, 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 she grabs me. We're in the middle of a ceremony, 150 people dancing and drums playing and all dance. It was very, very beautiful. And she had her guide, who was a male being. She was this little woman. He grabs me. He pulls me out of the middle and he points to the floor and he says, do you know what healing is? I said, no. He says, healing is when someone is in a hole and they're getting ready to crawl out of the hole. You give them a hand. He said, if you're a powerful healer, you can pull them out when they're not ready. But if they're not ready, they're going to find another hole and they're going to crawl back in. That is a perfect quote to end the show with. Jonathan Goldman, thank you so much for all the information that you've shared. It is so powerful. And your class sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing. And your ceremonies. And it would be great to see a yurt, your yurts of different sizes. You are absolutely welcome. Thank you. Uh, you may find me there at some point. Sure. So if you want to know more about Jonathan and what he does, check out Essential Light. One, It's it's 2LsSingular.org. We'll bring you to the website. It's going to be on his link for the show so you can check out all that Jonathan does, his classes, what's coming up, his three-session classes, his 10-week class, all of the above, and more, and much, much more. You'll also be able to find his book, of the gift of the body, and you can find it on your website. I'm going to assume, and uh, you can find it on Amazon. We just shipped a bunch. We ran out. We just shipped them yesterday. Perfect. So don't forget to check out Jonathan. All he does. I'm I, I'm going to have to have you back. There's there's so many questions I still haven't asked to ask you, and if I have the questions, I know the listeners want to know the answers as well. So thank you so much. Bless you. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for all you do for me, getting the show up and, and running and the professionalism and the kindness and the generosity. So grateful. Thank you. I want to thank Bridget, my left hand, my right arm. Always so grateful for you, for you, the listeners, to take time out of your day, out of your life. To participate in the show means so much to me, more than you'll ever know. So I want to thank you for doing that. And I, my hopes, my prayers, my desires are that you will have takeaways from each and every one of our shows. I know there was a lot with Jonathan today and so much, so much more. Uh, so thank you. And please check out my website at Marla at MGHealer.com. Um, I'm sorry, that's my email. Marla Goldberg with two R's.com, Marla Goldberg, two R's.com, and check out my 30-day meditation challenge, 30 ways in 30 days to either start your meditation challenge or deepen it. And until next week, as always, I send you love, I send you blessings, and I send you gratitude. So grateful for you each and every day in whatever capacity you're in my life, and know that you are loved. And if you haven't heard it yet today, I love you. Stay well. 